Joso. Uh, no. More about gel coat. When the force. Don't you call in the. More importantly, he knew what he was. Well, hello. Welcome back to another show. I'm David. Or no. You're no, David. No. I, I was going to say, what? I'm I'm David. I'm, and then you say, hello. you say, hi, David. Hi, David. Okay. So, okay. Right. So it's like a yeah, Alcoholics it, Anonymous it's meeting. It's anonymous. Yeah. We don't say okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. my name is David. Hi, David Almeida. Oh, oh I just No. Okay. Sorry. Do okay. it again. Do it, do it again. Do it again. I'm, I'm David Almeida. Do it again. Okay, we ready? Yep. I'm David Almeida. Do it again. <laughs> You're David Almeida. Go ahead. Yep. I'm David Almeida. Hi, David. And I am a talkaholic. Oh, yes. And this... And this... Is Matthew. Is, and I'm Matthew. Hi, and, Matthew. And I'm a lot of aholics. Yeah. <laughs> but for today, we're just going to be talkaholics. Yeah. And it's for another podcast. Yes, indeed. We've just recorded two episodes of Let's Face the Facts, and we're like, we need to talk more. <laughs> we haven't tired of each other's company yet. Well, nobody said that, uh, but we just wow. have to do this. Wow. Uh, so I sent out word to you folks, you listeners, my wonderful Tutti Fruities, mm-hmm. asking if you had any ideas for subjects that we could cover. And we got some nice little responses. Lisa M., Asked, uh, mentioned about talking about schlocky beloved TV movies. And I thought at some point down the road, we definitely could do that. And uh, Michelle B. was curious about what we thought of Eight is Enough. Oof. I watched Eight is Enough. Did you watch Eight is Enough? Were no. you a fan? Mm-mm. No. Little, you, again, you're a little... You're, far you're, too young. Far too and young. And that's not one of those shows that showed up in... Um, reruns? In reruns I mean, a little, as much. As yeah, like, not a lot. But yeah. I liked Eight is Enough. I didn't, like, love it. as It, it was one of those, as it went on, I lost interest. It wasn't a must-see. I didn't stick with it forever. It's a lot of cast. It's, yeah. They actually created a, a you know, like, um, My Very Elegant Mother Just Ordered. My Very Eager Mother Just Ordered Us Nine Pickles. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, there's various things. They did one for Eight is Enough. Dumb Martians Just Sit Tenderly Eating Tender noodles. No, dumb, dumb Martians just sit noisily eating tender noodles. So David, Joni, Nancy, Elizabeth, Tommy, Oof. Nicholas. Fuck that. I'll look oh it up. Oh my god. Yeah. It's um. Anyhow, yeah. I uh. I I liked it. I didn't love it. And so Michael B. wrote as a comment. I'm going to read this verbatim. These are Michael B.'s words. Mm. I haven't had a chance to listen to the TV Talkaholics podcast yet. (laughs) Michael. Welcome, Michael. But I loved hearing you and Matthew talk about Nell Carter and Give Me a Break. I love Michael. You love Michael? Yeah. Yeah. In one of the early podcasts. And would love to hear y'all talk about that iconic sitcom, if you're familiar with it. How dare you, Michael? What what is this give me a break of which you speak? (laughs) But Michael, you you hit upon something. We both were fans of that show because every big old show tune queen, you gotta love Nell Carter. Good God, she was fabulous. First of all, if we're going to do this for Michael, he needs to comment what he is wearing while he listens to this. Michael, ignore what he says. You can PM it. No. Um, Okay. 
Should I tell you my ne- my Nell Carter story now? Um, tell me your Nell Carter story now, because I think I've heard it, and I think it does not cast her in a very positive light. It doesn't. Go for it. She was not nice. Oh, no. At all. No, this is back in your, when you were a tour guide. To me or anybody. Wow. Like, not nice. Like, she... Go. Um, she fired her original tour guide because she was not pretty enough. Wow. Um, and fired her by slamming the door in her face. (laughs) Wow. Um, when I met her, I was in line at a meet and greet to meet her. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And, um... I'm waiting. I'm thinking, what am I going to say to Nell Carter that she hasn't heard before? Like from everybody, they're going to be like, I loved you on Give Me a Break. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be like, meh, meh, meh. So I thought I would bring up Ain't Misbehaving. Of course. Um, for which she won her Tony Award. Thank you. Yes. Right? You think she'd remember it. Yeah. I get up to her and I said, I really love your recording of Ain't Misbehaving. And she looked up at me like I just said, I'm going to fart on your tongue. <laughs> And she went, what? And I said, oh, um, I really, I, I really liked the your recording of Ain't, of Ain't Misbehaving. And I paused and she looked up at me and went, what are you talking about? And I said, with the, not even thinking, I went, you know, like, save up all your pots and pans, save up everything <laughs> you can, get some cash for your trash. You sang Nell Carter to Nell Carter. Yeah. Oh, she didn't like that at all. No, she's surprised. And I mean, not that it wasn't good. She was just good. kind of looked at the person next to her, like flabbergasted, like, "What is this weirdo saying to me?" And then she goes, "What's your name?" And I told her, and she couldn't spell it, so she ruined about two photos of herself trying to spell Matthew. Um, and then. I said, I, I had it by that time while she's writing my name and everything and going by what I had heard in line to meet her. Mm-hmm. I said to her, you know what? Half the people in this line think you're Cheryl from what's happening. <laughs> and I took no. my picture and I walked away. Oh, no. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, shit. They say you should only speak good of the dead. Nell Carter's dead. Good. Oh, Damn. Sorry, she was not nice. I did a show recently with uh, a man, the music director of the show was her music director for many years and is the one that accompanied her whenever she sang on the show and and her cabarets, you know, her external, her, what I say, her extracurricular stuff too. And uh, he never said that she was like mean or bitchy or whatever, but the he did have general stories of her being blunt. I feel like there was a story of something like she was complimenting someone's car and was like trying to buy it. Say, how much you want for that car? And they were like, I'm, I'm not selling you my car. And she like went to the bank and got like a, like $30,000 in cash and like went back to the person and was throwing the money at them. I forget the story. This could be completely a figment of my imagination. <laughs> but uh, that, that story does not surprise me. She, was, she certainly had a reputation for being uh, a pill. <laughs> but back to the show. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the show. 
I did watch it regularly towards the beginning. Give yes. me a break. And uh, wow, those girls were terrible actresses. And the children. Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking that back then. Yeah. But whenever she would do a, a comedic bit or whenever she would sing, it was it was electric. Like the one where she got put in jail and they had a, she decided the way to fight it was she called the local news reporter. And so the, suddenly you see the cameraman's angle of the news reporter doing this live report. We just got a call from a woman here at the, the, the downtown jail. And you just hear, oh, oh. And he goes around the corner and Nell is laying on the floor in the corner with like, with like a towel over half of her head and covering her face. And she's like, oh, they're treating me so hard. Look at me. I'm just skin and bones. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. And um, so I uh, really, I enjoyed the show. But did you, what? what? I was so young. Well, yeah, I have to know. understand. In the 80s, you were negative again, 10 years old. Not a show that was particularly run in heavy syndication no, a lot. Like, no. Um, I think Facts of Life was on Nick at Night at some point. Yes. So that yes. helped a lot. And True. it was also on TBS, I remember, as a kid. But Give Me a Break just wasn't really heavily run in, in, in syndication to the point where I would have caught it. Yeah. Um, I remember certain, I have certain memories of it. Obviously, the theme song sticks out to me. Mm -hmm. um, I do remember the episode where they went on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, I don't remember that And one. Nell answers it with, give me liberty or give me a car. And that's the wrong answer. So uh, she loses everything on no. Wheel of Fortune. Um, but that's really my own. And of course, I think, I don't know if I remember it from remembering it or just the amount of TV things that have shown it. Joey in blackface. Oh, that um, one. Yeah. That's come up a couple of times. Yeah. And I mean, and, I remember uh, that he died. He died. Not Joey Lawrence. Um, oh. The dad yeah. died and they had to change the, the whole point of the sitcom. Indeed. Because he, the actor did kick it, right? Yeah. Okay. The, the dad played by Dolph Sweet. Dolph Sweet is his name. Sweet. <laughs> but if only you bring that up because that uh, that wonderful comment from Michael mm -hmm. uh, asking about give me a break, I had sort of of the many cabillion little ideas I had going through my head. I thought, oh, you know what I've wanted to talk about is shows like give me a break that have changed formats mm. as they evolved, meaning... It literally started out as one show, and by the end, it was a completely different show with maybe some familiar faces. Yeah. And Give Me a Break is the perfect example, because as the girls aged, we had they were children, but it's like, okay, they grow up, they graduate, they have lives and careers. Uh, Jonathan Silverman married Julie, the middle daughter. Mm. So she was married, and I think had a baby by the time... They were done. Ah. And then we had Telma Hopkins as Addie. The wonderful. Her good friend. And so Joey Lawrence just, what, showed up on their doorstep? Where the fuck did he come he into the show? He was a foster child. Well, she ended up adopting him. And, by and the his time, brother. And his brother, that's right. Yeah, Matthew, right? Yeah. Matthew Lawrence. And, well, by the time we get to the final season of Give Me a Break, it's Nell and Addie mm -hmm. living with their two white kids. Mm-hmm. In an apartment in New York trying to make it in showbiz. Yeah. 
it, it's like, okay, so the, the, the maid taking care of the children. Yeah. Granted, I guess they do grow up. In California. In, <sighs> yeah. And they moved it to New York halfway through the last season. Yeah. And that's when Rosie O'Donnell joined the cast. So I like they did a half that. they did a half season um, of them still in California before they did the move to New York. Man. <laughs> it was I just remember at the time thinking, this this isn't what the sh- what is what is this? What am I watching now? It's so completely But weird. you changed with it though. You know what I mean? I guess. Like Facts of Life. When facts they went of to life. Edna's edibles. You changed with it, and you were better for it. Were we? Yeah. I'm. I'm still. Like we've talked about, my sweet spot with Facts of Life is is the Eastland, the cafeteria years. I think I'm. I'm planning to enjoy the Edna's Edibles years. Oh yeah, you. You gonna... will not ever convince me that the over our heads when it's like, oh, we're not a. a a dietitian or a den mother imparting wisdom on students. We're just a bunch of randomly aged adults <laughs> running a Spencer's Gifts. What the shit? Come on. Yeah. And, and they call it by the end of the, la- the, the the final season, we never leave the living room set. And at one point, I believe Cloris Leachman says, you know, we really do need the room for Andy's bedroom and for my, so I'm going to close the store. Huh? <laughs> So we never see the over our headset, and it's like, okay, so you didn't need a, an income? You didn't have a job? What the fuck? So, uh, so the store became Andy's bedroom? That we never saw. But it's like, I, I believe Serious that happens. windows in that bedroom. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, right people. Street. But yeah, Facts of Life is uh, another perfect example, which is what got me thinking of give me a break. One day at a time. Remember One Day at a Time? I do remember A that. show about a divorced mother trying to raise two daughters. Yeah. One with... of them coked out of her mind. <laughs> and could not speak below blastissimo. No. Always was shouting. And by the time we get to the end of One Day at a Time, the mother had left. Bonnie Franklin had left the show. She had married Howard Hesseman. They yeah. rode off, literally, on a horse. And suddenly it was... Barbara and Julie living in a house together with their husbands, with Mark yeah. and uh, Max. Yeah. And I think one of them had a baby or a couple of them had a baby. So suddenly this, uh, we're, we're just two couples living our lives. Yeah. And then Mackenzie Phillips fell off the wagon and we had to have her run off. Oof. So then it became a... Her, and then it became Valerie Bertinelli and Schneider. And sh- against the world. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Ugh. Was he on it the whole time? I believe he was. Yeah. yeah. Somehow he showed up at their door. I think he was. I, I don't remember for sure. A hundred percent. Another one that comes to mind. Mm. This is more of a little bit of a sidebar was the final season of Roseanne. Ugh. Where they won the lottery and the show just went bat shit crazy. It went batshit crazy because the producer and writer for that show was batshit crazy. Roseanne. Yep. That's what happens when you've got too much power mm-hmm. and nobody's telling you no. Yeah. <laughs> and and Lori Metcalf just showing up for the fucking check. Yeah. God bless her. <laughs> and she still comes out with her dignity somehow. I fucking love Lori Metcalf. Uh, another one, we're just, I'm, I'm picking at random stuff and things I'm remembering from my childhood. I'm sure there are a kabillion other examples. Uh, we talked about Stockard Channing. Yeah. Also known as Stockard Channing in Just Friends. Mm-hmm. Also known as The Stockard Channing Show. Yeah. 
where they retooled it. So weird. Changed her name, but kept the same cast. Yeah. And changed their names, some of them. But yeah. Not, and not only changed their names, but changed their parts. Like, you you played Terry in the last episode, and you were her neighbor. Now you're her sister. Yeah. Like, weird, fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yet, too, I, I was reading, I don't remember it very well. I barely watched it. But I'm reading, like, the Wikipedia page, just synopsizing what the difference trying is. Trying to understand it is. It's just like, okay, <laughs> if you're going to revamp a show. Mm-hmm. You know, don't change it from A to B or A to yeah. C. Change it from A to Z. Completely yeah. shake it all up. Get rid of everything. They did. And, uh, and you had to be wondering, like, what it was like to be on that show when you show up for the second season and they're like, hey, <laughs> before y'all open script one. Yeah. Um, just so yeah. you know, we've retooled a little yeah. bit. I know you played her son last year. Now you're her lover. You're fucking her now. <laughs> So, scene yeah. one, huh? Yeah, how's about that? <laughs> and uh, did you have any other uh, thoughts or ideas? I have one more that I'm going to hit us with. That's um, going to warrant some discussion. Is it? Um, no, I was trying to think. Other than Laverne and Shirley. Uh-huh. I, I mean, which again, I didn't watch. It was before my time. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the last one I wanted to mention that came to my mind was... All in the family. Mm-hmm. Not so much it becoming Archie Bunker's place, which it did. Technically, became another show, but it's still the same show, mm-hmm. but completely different. But the thing is, remember, All in the Family went on for a couple of seasons oh, yeah. after Mike and Gloria left, mm-hmm. and it's like, why? Why the fuck would you continue? That's when they added the kid, Danielle Brisbois. Yeah, from the Broadway. <laughs> she was an Annie yeah. on Broadway. She was the original uh, little Molly. One. Molly, that's right. Um, but the thing is, it's like, what is All in the Family about? It's about a right-wing, bigoted yeah. man, his dingbat wife, and him having to find his belief system constantly flying in the face of this new wave of liberalism yeah. in the youth, which is embodied by Mike and Gloria. You lose Mike and Gloria, mm-hmm. even though they're family people now, even though they're not quite hippies like they were. But it's like, what? Well, now they're just an old couple raising a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? That's what that's what Gene Stapleton said. Yeah, <laughs> get me like, off this show. Yeah, kill me, uh, kill me. <laughs> but yeah, so, so those are things, some things that come to mind. Uh, Tutti Fruities, if you're listening, if you have some other thoughts about that, comment in the comments of this post, and I would love to hear what some of your things are. Now, another sort of adjacent set to this is. Not so much a show that changed format as much as the concept just got lost. And uh, we were talking about Laverne and Shirley earlier. Mm. Perfect example. Laverne and Shirley. It was still about two friends making our dreams come true. But it was like, it was about working class girls. They worked in a brewery. They worked with their hands. Yeah. As opposed to the... Uh, the the middle class Cunninghams. They were the sort of counterpoint to that. In Minneapolis or wherever the fuck they In were. Milwaukee. Yeah. And then suddenly, oh, we're moving to Hollywood. Yeah. Because we don't feel like having to deal with snow on the window set or whatever. So why, did, why didn't the writers just decide, you know what, let's end the show? On Laverne and Shirley? Yeah. Why don't we just, it's time to close out the show. What? They... Apparently, those money was too good. Or like the Archie Bunker cast. They were like, okay, Gloria and everybody's leaving. Why wasn't Carol O'Connor like, 
that's and we're done. Time yeah. To, yeah. Cha-ching. Because that's, that's what Jean Stapleton was. And B. Arthur in the last season of The Golden Girls. She's yeah. hardly in any of the episodes because she's like, I'm done. Yeah. Right, me? In the, the beginning of the scene, she's like, can't wait to go on this fabulous cruise this weekend. She shuts the door. The girls <laughs> have a thing. And then B. Arthur shows up at the end. Like yes. they filmed her shit in one day. Uh, let's do a little sidebar here. TV's bloopers and practical jokes. Ugh. Tom Bosley. The wonderful. <laughs> they had him on with a trophy wife, like whoever his trophy wife was. And it was supposed to be like a meeting with a fake agent business manager. For Hilarious her. to do to a middle-aged man well, that's in the business. He was in like a white suit, like with the big ass lapels, <coughs> had on sunglasses. I think he had on an ascot. And he sat in the chair with his cigarette higher than his head. He held his, like, Betty fucking Davis sat there, stone-faced, while the guy is coming up with, like, yeah, we were thinking we are going to put you in a leopard suit and put you on some billboards. And he's coming up with these somewhat preposterous ideas. And the wife is, like, going, oh, that sounds exciting. That would really get, don't you think, Tom? And And he just sat there stone-faced. And finally he's like, oh, I got to take a call in the other room, so let's go. He leaves the room, so now here's the hilarity. She's like, what do you think? I think you're right. And he says, frankly, I think he's a fucking idiot. He's not going to do a fucking thing for your career. This is bullshit. And you need to get the fuck away from this guy. Cussing like a sailor. And they're bleeping it out. But it's still there. And this is Mr. Cunningham. And I'm like, how did he sign the release? It did not portray him in any sort of positive light. I'm like, Living for it. He is just pissy, unimpressed, and clearly has no sense of humor about, oh my God, terrible. Like Nell Carter. (laughs) But you know what? You kind of uh, gave me uh, another one that I hadn't written, but uh, Bewitched. There was a point where when Dick York Mm -hmm. was going through his drug problem, was having his back injury, and Mm -hmm. they just couldn't use him. And they were, the writers were like, what do we do? This is a show about a marriage of a mortal and a witch. And so they started writing episodes where Darren would leave for work in the morning. Mm -hmm. Samantha would get into some shit. And then Darren would come back at the end of the day after it all had been wrapped up. And audiences were like, we're fine with this. Yep. We love Elizabeth goddamn Montgomery. And it got us a chance to meet her wacky family. Yeah. That's when we had Aunt Clara and Esmeralda and Uncle Arthur and all that. So, um, but yeah, but Bewitched briefly before they just said, okay, we just need to recast the role of Darren and bring it back to where it was. But there was a point when it was, now it's a show about a wacky witch that gets into shit behind her husband's back without his knowledge before he was usually in the line of fire. Yeah. Um, Two shows with the word family in them. Family Ties, Mm. Family Matters. Mm. Family Matters, I never watched. But I'm told it started out as a show about a blue-collar African-American family. The dad was a cop, I think, wasn't he? Dad was a cop, and it was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. And it ended up becoming The Urkel Show. The Steve Urkel Show. And he was the neighbor's kid, right? Mm -hmm. And it suddenly became all about him. Mm -hmm. And at one point, doesn't he, like, build a sentient robot? Um, He built a robot. He built a time machine. He built a machine that, uh, like, drank some cool juice. (laughs) Um, And, um... And eventually was leading B. Arthur in doing the Urkel on oh, the Emmy Awards. God. 
That's just sad. That's how famous that motherfucker was. Wow. And when have you seen him last? Jaleel White? I wonder what he's up to. He was in the movie Dreamgirls. He had a small role in the movie Dreamgirls, which is at this point 10 years old, isn't it? But It just seems like funny to me. Like he was the biggest, hottest thing on television. Hottest thing, yes. And nobody, but again, nobody wanted to see Jaleel White. They wanted to see Urkel. Yep. Exactly. And that's why people like fucking Don Knotts was like, get me out of this Barney Fife shit. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So. So Family Ties also falls into that category. Same exact thing where it started out as a show about hippie parents yeah. with conservative materialistic kids. Mm-hmm. And over the time, that just got watered down. And this concept got lost because it became the Michael J. Fox show, this breakout star. And he was huge. Yeah. You and I have talked about how before we got to Cheers, um, I'm sorry, before we got to Cosby. Yeah. The people who were paying the rent and keeping the lights on mm-hmm. were Michael J. Fox and Gary Coleman. Yeah. They were what kept NBC from going completely under yeah. in the early 80s. And uh, so that's another one there. What do you think of I Love Lucy, though? Eventually, they like moved into the suburbs. Yeah, it and... became the Lucy Desi comedy hour at some point. Yeah. But is that a format change or is that a concept getting lost or... I think it's a... Because really... It was a relocation, but it was still her getting into crazy, wacky things and trying The fact to... that she was getting... They lived in the city yeah. didn't really play into no. the wackiness of what, what they were getting into. No. The location, I think it was just they wanted a bigger set. Really? I, I don't know. I don't either. What was going on? Why Tallulah Bankhead moved in next door, <laughs> I don't know either. Sometimes it just has to be different it's like they they changed production companies and they're like okay well we want the ones that we are making yeah to look different yeah like when lucy sold desilu and had the lucy show oh yeah she had to stop the lucy show come on viv <laughs> and then they had to reboot it basically as here's lucy yeah where before her daughter had played her friend yeah they're like sitting out to tea and there's like a 14 year old child sitting there with gloves and from bozo the clown (laughs) that orange hair and those lashes jesus christ (laughs) but you see lucy jr with like a hat and gloves on it a tea but it's like what yeah she's your friend she you fucking have tea with this child anyway and the uh, other one where concept got lost i feel also rhoda if you recall rhoda left minneapolis to go to new york because she met this guy. She yeah. met Joe. Yeah. They got married halfway through season one. This mm-hmm. show was supposed to be the Rhoda, Rhoda Morgenstern married show. Yeah. The idea of two people in the city in New York yeah. and navigating a relationship and, and, and as Rhoda. Yeah. And by the beginning of season three, they were separated. And it suddenly, it was some, suddenly someone went, this isn't flying. We need Rhoda to be single again. Yeah. So I'm like, but, and I remember hating it when it was happening. And watch them now, they are not even the least bit. You're glad they don't make light of it. You're glad they don't try to make funny separation and divorce episodes. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, was this a sitcom? Was there ever supposed to be a laugh here? It's just depressing and sad. Yeah. I don't know. Did you, I know Rhoda far before your time. Um, Did you watch much of Rhoda? Um, I enjoyed um, Carlton the Doorman. Yeah. 
Lorenzo Music, <laughs> one of the creators and writers of the show. Yeah, voice of Garfield. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is Carlton, your daughter. <laughs> um, but yeah. anything else come to mind? We can we can start Not wrapping really this up. Not really coming to mind. Okay. About it. Shows that change format. Shows where the. Co- so those are just a few thoughts that we were having as we uh, talk endlessly about TV. Is uh, yeah. So do you? Dear Tutti Fruities, have a show that changed format or a show where the concept got lost that you want to talk about? Uh, you know where to comment here as you are listening to this. Head on over to the Patreon page. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to end this show. Matthew. Yeah. It has been a delight as always. Isn't it? Yeah. So our clumsy sign on. Clumsy? How yeah. dare you? <laughs> how, do, how do we get out of this? Did we ever figure that out? Um, turn, oh, oh. turn the TV off and come to bed, David. Oh, wait, oh, what? No. Who said no, what? No. Well, no. What we did was, we did. Matthew's boyfriend said what? <laughs> we did our Charlotte Ray impressions. Damn it. It was our Charlotte Ray impression. Oh. Okay. Was it? Yeah, we said goodbye. Oh. And thank you. Oh, that's right. That's so right. We, we ended it last time with our Charlotte Ray impressions. We want to stick with that. Maybe we should say something different, like... Maybe the, since the point was, give me a break, um, let's end it with our Nell Carter impression. Okay. Are, are <laughs> I don't speaking know. I'm or. Bringing, I don't know. Or you want to sing the song? I don't know. Let's sing Give me a break. Oh. I sure deserve it. It's time I made it to the top. That's my bad, Nell Carter. I got, I got, um, I don't have one at all. <laughs> You suggested it. I'll do I'll do Lucy and here's Lucy. <laughs> Bye, Viv. <laughs> so that wraps up this month. Thank you so much for being supporters. Thank you for being friends. Smooches and goodbye, my loves. Say goodbye, Matthew. Bye, Matthew. <laughs>